Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Brian Gross, your host this morning. We are at St. Mary's High School in Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, beautiful morning. Um, grateful to be on with all of you. Thanks for listening. We're going to start with a prayer uh, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, as we continue to celebrate during the season of Easter and we look forward to the great Feast of Pentecost coming up, we pray for uh, all of those who are listening, uh, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that this day um, that they embark upon might be one filled with joy in your presence. And Mary, we ask for your intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everyone. Well, today we have a great show. Uh, we're going to start off here with Nick Emmel, who is uh, a religious studies teacher here at St. Mary's High School, as well as Father Jared Wolf. Uh, for the Diocese of Bismarck. He also, he's the chaplain at St. Mary's and also teaches. Uh, he was ordained in 2018. Uh, we're going to have an opportunity today to speak with uh, Father Carlos Martins as well about uh, the treasures of the church. Uh, he does uh, some work of evangelization uh, through sacred relics. Uh, we're also going to speak with uh, a couple of seminarians for the Diocese of Bismarck, Paul Gardner and Ben Warner, who are going to be ordained deacons here in uh, about a week and then conclude with uh, Father Boniface Hicks, who is a uh, Benedictine, uh, wrote a great book on St. Joseph, also has some great books on prayer and on spiritual direction. So, a good show, very interesting uh, stuff for all of you today, this morning. So, but first, Nick Emmel and uh, Father Jared Wolf, good morning and welcome to both of you guys. Good morning. Good morning Thanks Father. for having us. Yeah, you bet. So, um, you're kind of wrapping up the school year here. Uh, we see students wandering around um, and they're preparing for their finals, right? That's right. And so, uh, obviously, obviously for both of you guys, um, you have a real heart for education. Uh, and one of the things that uh, we offer in the Diocese of Bismarck um, is a is a, um, a program called Core Christi, right? And so... Uh, and then we just dive right into it, and, and uh, Nick, I'll, I'll start with you. If you wanted to s- speak a little bit about Core Christi, what is it? Um, how did it come about in, in the diocese here of Bismarck? Yeah, thanks, Father. Um, just a blessing to be able to talk about this program. It's something that's very near and dear to me. Uh, I've been the director for the last couple of years, but it's nearly a decade old. Um, some of the great priests of our diocese, They got together about 10 years ago and decided they wanted to be able to offer something uh, meaningful in the summer to sort of immerse students in the Catholic life and the Catholic vision. And so they designed this week in order to reach students, help them uh, to discover some of the great questions of humanity. You know, uh, what is truth? Um, Why is suffering? something that every human being, you know, experiences in the, in the human condition. Uh, what are the church's responses to these things? What are the core tenets of the Catholic faith? 
Cor Christi obviously uh, comes from the Latin, which means heart of Christ. And uh, these these good priests uh, got together and said, we want to be able to offer this for our, our, our parishioners, for our students, and uh, to give them something in the midst of the summer that really uh, inundates them with this the sacraments and prayer and uh and sort of this lived experience with jesus and so they got their heads together and they put together a week-long uh institute and uh brought in a lot of the great chaplains of our uh our catholic high schools and they these are you know individuals who work with young people every single day and they kind of whittled out a schedule very intentionally curriculum wise uh, also experiences that would foster uh, this relationship with Jesus. And that's sort of how Cor Christi began. Uh, some of the good priests involved were like Monsignor James Shea, uh, Monsignor Guion, Father Justin Woltz, and, uh, and others. And so what we're really doing is, um, is furthering that beautiful mission and inviting more and more parishes. We're, I think we're looking this summer at probably the largest groups that we've ever had. So, Nick, you said that, um, you know, there's there's a curriculum to it. What can you, maybe off the top of your head, uh, like what are, what's in the curriculum? Like what what classes are taught? What's the focus um, day-to-day look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, because students are obviously coming from all over, we, we take great care in getting the students to build relationships with the priest chaplains, with the seminarians involved, and with the uh, Catholic laypersons who help lead the Institute. Uh, so we do that right away. But then during the days we get into really formative uh, classroom time, again, with people who spend you know, their, their everyday life teaching young people. And then in the evenings we do different sort of formation. A lot of times it's human formation. Uh, we, we split up the guys and girls in different groups and we talk, talk about masculinity and femininity and vocations and, and we do leadership building and, you know, just all sorts of great activities in the evenings. Um, and, and then of course, all of that is, is really focused around the mass and prayer. And, uh, we start, you were asking about curriculum. We start with faith and reason and, and we really set a foundation to help students to think clearly you know, through the rest of the week to be able to understand uh, the difference between moral relativism and moral absolutism. And then we, we move into something that Father Wolf has helped with in the past, which is the incarnation. And, and how does Jesus taking on, you know, the second person of the Trinity taking on flesh, how does that change everything? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we move into marriage and family and the Trinity. We, we then go to, um, to morality and man's search for happiness and then we finish with sacraments uh but but as i mentioned we're we're integrating the sacramental life into every single day of the experience mm-hmm. at core christi so so that's sort of the foundation of the curriculum and uh it's beautiful we've we've been very blessed yeah so father uh jared i want to uh, turn to you um so you've been ordained again since uh, since 2018, uh, and so um, in your experience as chaplain here at St. Mary's, um, having the opportunity to you know teach students in a very Catholic context day to day, many of them, most of them Catholic themselves, 
um, and then kind of moving into like a core Christie, which is going to be uh, a lot of kids who uh, who aren't daily having or during the school year anyway having the experience of um, a Catholic school. Can you kind of tell the difference? Can you speak maybe a little bit of the difference between, say, the Catholic school setting and like what you experience for some of these kids that are coming in? Um, that's a no. That's a good question, and I can kind of personally identify with it. I, when I was in high school, went to public school because uh, from a rural community, and that's kind of what we had access to. And, and I'm grateful for that school. Go Holsteins, you know, <laughs> Salem Public, and and I had a lot of formative, uh, good teachers and coaches that I'm grateful for, and I I always love seeing them. Uh, and catching up when I do, and I've even had the chance. They've popped in uh, New Salem or uh, uh, St. Mary's here, hosted a Class B uh, basketball tournament here. So that's a lot of fun to have New Salem folk in town and get to show them the school what I was doing. But I, I can identify with it because I didn't know the Catholic faith very well when I was in high school, in early high school. And uh, I remember when I did get that opportunity. Um, to have the fullness of the faith presented from people who love it, and it's very clear that they love it and they know it, um, and it, they kind of exhibit in their own lives the the joy in life that it brings. Um, I remember thinking, like, I can't believe I never knew this. <laughs> you know, I can't believe I was missing this. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think at Court Christie as well, um, you know, there there are plenty of students that you can see that same thing happening in them um, that wonder. You know, that, um, yeah, that gratitude and, um, yeah, seeing their, their very uh, faith lives open up before you, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, Nick, when you go out there and, and you're assisting and you're teaching and so on um, with Cora Christi, um, can, you, can you think of, uh, like, maybe one story or, or an experience you had with a student where, you know, the student came in in the beginning and they were maybe kind of your 15-year-old, like, you know, what is this? This is, I don't like this. I don't want to be here. And then kind of the, the process that you maybe saw with, with this student or with some students kind of to the end of the week where they're like, okay, you know, as Father Jared said, like, wow, yes, eyes opened, heart open. This is, this is really beautiful. Um, can you think of any moments like that? Yeah, I can think of several. Um, and, and as I mentioned previously, that's one of the reasons why I found just a, a special charism uh, through this Core Christi Institute and you know, to be able to work with students that are not necessarily given the chance to be with a priest chaplain every single day, like our students are at, at St. Mary's and, and the other Catholic high schools here mm-hmm. in the Bismarck Diocese. But uh, these students, uh, they find, they, they connect with the seminarians, they connect with the chaplains and the teachers. I had a student uh, who was from rural Mandan, kind of on the periphery of, of Mandan, and uh, she she wrote a note, I remember, just a couple years back, and said something along the lines of, I was reluctant to go, my family wanted me to come, but this weekend at the beautiful campus of the University of Mary has changed me. I was away from Jesus, now I'm close to him again. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. We've, we've received many letters like this, and, and I remember that one sticking with me in particular because the student... Uh, was rounding the corner into her junior year. And as, as we can all probably relate, that's a really formative time in, a, in the young person's heart. And, uh, and, and we've talked about this many times too, Father Wolf and I, that the summer is a long, that's a long stretch. And when you get a chance to be inundated in your faith uh, for a, w- a week-long experience, it's just, it, it's something that feeds you throughout that you know, that time. 
um, another kind of just beautiful but connected story is I attended something kind of like this when I was in high school. And I met friendships and relationships with, uh, we formed relationships with people that I'm still connected to. One of those being Father John Paul Gardner. We went to the same uh, sort of week-long uh, catechetical experience. And, uh, and now he's the parochial vicar at the cathedral, and I see him almost every day. And we still share memories about that. So these students, they connect at Cor Christi. They make those connections with each other and with the chaperones and the priests and the teachers. And then they're breathed out into the world. And some of them end up coming back to the University of Mary. Some of them go to NDSU. But they've got these Catholic friends and relationships already made uh, that they can draw, you know, some spiritual growth through and it's such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. so i think we forget sometimes too about the the fruits that happen even beyond the actual moments at core christi you had mentioned um you know obviously the priests that are involved seminarians that are involved too i think there's something too for a young person to be able to see the priests the seminarians the future priests um just hanging out and getting along. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's something to that along, you know, with, with you, Nick and others who would be out there teaching um, just the fraternity and the community is something that's so desperately needed for so many people, for everybody. But, you know, in, in the world um, coming out of COVID now and all that, but uh, where there's, there's such a fragmentation and such a, you know, you're alone or relationships are only based on like these sort of silly external things, whether you're just good at sports or you're, what you look like or mm-hmm. these sorts of things, but to be able to see like a deeper, um, friendship and, and relationship, right? Like, so, you know, Nick, whether it's you and, and some of the, you know, maybe the faculty here at, at St. Mary's, or it's certainly, uh, amongst priests, um, one of the beautiful things that happens when, when you grow in your Catholic faith is you start to be friends with people that you never would have been friends with about, without the Catholic faith. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm friends with priests where you take the priesthood out of it, you take Jesus out of it, and it's like, I don't want anything to do with you, right? <laughs> like, you know, like just there's no interests that would sort of match up in that way. Right. Um, and, I, you know, the interesting to think about Cor Christi, here we're going to go to a break in a sec, but like just... Uh, I think for some of the students, right, to see that's happening too. Like, you know, I would have never had a relationship with you, but hey, you know, here we are now, uh, deepening our relationship with Jesus, and there's something more than just do we, you know, able to throw the football. Especially on the priest side from students, even when they know priests, it's so easy to stereotype what the holy guy looks like or what the priest looks like. And, And that's what's fun about this week is you can just break down those stereotypes and meet real people and make real relationships based on the faith like you were describing. Yep, we're here at St. Mary's High School uh, on Real Presence Live with Nick Emmel, uh, who is a teacher uh, in religious studies here at St. Mary's, um, Father Jared Wolf, the chaplain, and also an instructor. Um, we're talking about Cor Christi. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue our conversation, kind of uh, breaking out more and more what, what is Cor Christi and, and how does it serve the church. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, 
We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Brian Gross, your host this morning from St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, We are speaking with Nick Emmel who is an instructor in the Religious Studies uh, Department here at St. Mary's High School. Also have uh, Father Jared Wolf, who is the chaplain and instructor uh, here at St. Mary's as well. Speaking specifically about Cor Christi, it's an institute um, that is held at the University of Mary in the summer by a number of priests uh, from the Diocese of Bismarck, um, from uh, different religious, uh, so different instructors from the St. Mary's High School and others outside of St. Mary's High School who come in, uh, some instructors even from University of Mary, right, Nick, is that correct? Who come and who teach uh, um, at this Cor Christi Institute. And so um, the specific age group, uh, we need to mention that, we failed to mention that in the previous uh, segment, is for ninth graders through 12th graders. So Nick, like, if you graduated, if you're a senior and you graduated, could you still come to the Institute or is it going into your 12th grade, into 12th grade, right? Right, so, it's okay. for rising, rising freshmen. Yep, rising freshmen through 12th graders. Okay, very good. So um, Nick, if you want to talk, uh, speak a little bit about um, how this might fit into a person's preparation for, in, in particular for, you know, for confirmation, uh, and then maybe, you know, and the other question I want to ask you too is, in, like, is this just for the Diocese of Bismarck? So if you want to answer those two questions. Yeah, this is open to any young person uh, that's a rising freshman through 12th grader. It's, we've had students that have come all the way from Virginia. We've had students from Las Vegas. They've heard about it predominantly through word of mouth and through siblings who attend the University of Mary. But, uh, you know, 
the the value that students receive in this institute it's two hundred dollars and uh and they get a full week with you know their room and board they get to eat the fantastic dining at the university of mary and stay on campus and get a feel and uh and so we're, we're open to students we've had many from minnesota we've had them from all over the state and uh we're looking as i mentioned previously at some of the largest numbers this year i think part of the reason is that that, you know, obviously COVID has been difficult for many parishes uh, to try to feed their young people with, with good programs because so many things were postponed. Um, and so we're looking at some just fantastic responses. We've also seen a lot of parishes that have started to to add Core Christi as a part of their confirmation prep and as a part of their expectations for students, which is fantastic. It's been it's been a grace to be able to work with several different parishes in our diocese to do that, which also helps to feed the numbers of Core Christi uh, students. So uh, I wanted to mention this, and I, I know Father Wolf uh, has has uh, has studied this aspect of of our current you know our current state as as a church, but uh, Monsignor James Shea wrote this beautiful essay called "From Christendom to an Apostolic Mission," and uh, I think the other thing that's really been brewing in our diocese has been a beautiful response to this understanding that uh, that our current culture is really not. A culture of Christendom. It's it's a culture of secularism. However, it's it's an apostolic mission field, and and I think what Monsignor means is that um, it's it's similar to the world that the apostles experienced as they walked into synagogues, as they preached the kerygma, and uh, and so what we're really trying to do, especially. Uh, as we address the needs of our students, is to consider those deeper questions and how do we how do we form students, understanding that this this world, uh, this secular um, culture that we have, is vastly different than the lived experience of Jesus Christ in His Church, and so um, how do we how do we find harmony, you know, with the lives of students and this uh, this this great mission. Mm-hmm. To, to give them Jesus and to, to foster this relationship. And so that's been something that's been a part of our planning as well, is to consider these great questions of evangelization. Right, Christendom um, is an environment within which uh, the desire for a parent or for a teacher to pass on the faith is welcomed, right, in a certain sense, right? And uh, that's not the case anymore, right? The world as it is, is actively working to kill Jesus in, in each one of us. Um, so, Father Jared, can you speak a little bit about uh, how it is that you see the students, whether it's here at the school um, or, you know, Cork Christie and other places that you um, have encounters with, with students, like how is it that they experience the world and then sort of Jesus sort of coming to redeem the world, if that makes any sense, if that question makes sense. No, that's a, that's a great question. And um, I mean, the first initial thing that comes to mind when I think of the world right now and what our students, um, you know, experience most, it's technology. And it, it has been amazing the last three years being in the schools and, and teaching. Like, uh, I'm not that old. I'm like 30. It feels older than I used to. <laughs> but... Um, you know, even since I've been in high school, it has just like grown exponentially. 
um, and um, technology and, and phones and social media. It's just there all the time, and, and that's a very superficial thing if, if, if that's all you're being fed with, you know. And so, um, yeah, when students get that opportunity to respond to the gospel and to, and to hear truth presented and have uh, chances for real relationships, they do come alive in a new way. Mm-hmm. That's been one of my greatest joys as a teacher is, is seeing, like, a natural curiosity and just, like... Um, yeah, ju- just some of the questions that students say or their insights or, or anything like that, it, it strikes me as like, um, it's so profound how, how naturally their hearts respond mm-hmm. uh, to the gospel when they get that chance, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I think the first thing that comes to mind, yeah, they just come alive in a way that's really cool to see. So, no, I was Nick, just going to say, Nick. yeah, Jesus says, let the children come to me. Uh, as a parent, and I'm a father of six, I can't think of a greater thing that I can do than to, than to form children in the faith. Mm. And now we're, we're working with, you know, obviously, uh, teenage, ch- teenage young people, you know. But I, I think about my own children, and it's a similar thing. Uh, I, I, I love telling this story. My little son's name is Rafe, and he's three years old, and I, I brought him up for Holy Communion, I have to hold his arms down because one time he tried to like reach out <laughs> and grab the host. And uh, as I was, I just received Holy Communion, I'm on my way back to the pew. He looks at me and he says, hey, Pop. And then he says, is that Jesus? And I said, yeah, it is. And then he said, does he taste good? <laughs> and, and I said, it's very good, Ray. <laughs> And then he said, can I have some? And I said, you'll be able to receive your first Holy Communion soon, but not right now. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this story, it's just kind of a cute story, but it reminds me of, of really what our mission is. How, what could be better than Father Wolf teaching young people about Jesus? What could be better than Father Brian Gross doing the same or Nick Emmel or whoever it is? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so, so Nick, when you... Um think or you know just that that story that you shared about but with your son right uh that from the from the earliest moment that they can think um children are you know parents have to begin to instill within their kids a desire for jesus it doesn't happen naturally it doesn't happen naturally right we're not saved naturally we're ha- we're saved supernaturally Baptism is necessary for salvation. Um, and we, we live a lot of times sort of in this world of like, well, Christianity, um, it's just sort of a, a nice option, but everyone's okay and we're just going to get to heaven. Well, that's not, that's not what Jesus says. So if you believe in Jesus, then you realize that you also have the possibility to go to hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that's something that... that uh, we need to start getting into our kids like early, really early, because from the first moment that that kid can speak, talk, listen, hear, all of that sort of stuff, already the world is working. It's already working. Um, I mean, like the fact that you can go on YouTube and uh, there are videos with tens of millions of views and it's kids opening things. So already you've got a five-year-old who is being taught that the most important thing in the world is to buy stuff, open it, and use it. 
Like yeah. that's what that's what they're being conditioned to. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know. Yet, yet there's this heaven-sized hole. Right. And you know, it's Blaise Pascal that says there's a god-sized vacuum in the heart of every human person, and so it can't be filled with a you know a truck and wrapping paper. Mm. It it, ha- it needs something greater, and and that's been my experience as a high school teacher that when you start to reveal the the shallow nature that that the world offers in in response to these deep questions as we spoke of earlier uh they 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 get hungry they want to understand that and they want to go deeper okay. another thing about that is is you know when you do start to talk about these topics in the classroom heaven hell superficiality of the world uh, technology it's one of those things that just catches attention immediately right you know students respond and they experience and that's why it's liberating to talk about it you mm-hmm. know the uh, one of the classes i teach is catholic disciple we talk about c.s lewis and he would call this idea that you shouldn't talk about you know sacrifice you shouldn't talk about uh purgatory heaven hell christian christianity and water diluted christianity and it doesn't like help anyone mm-hmm. and 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 it is amazing when you talk about sacrifice you talk about virtue you talk about uh you know the path the the narrow way you know that jesus talks about to heaven um, they respond immediately, and they're interested immediately, and they ask tons of questions. And you don't even need a lesson plan that day, and so that's really good for me. You know? But no, but those are just, the best classes. They want to talk about it, so yeah. yeah. Well, Father Jared uh, and Nick, thanks a lot for being on with us this morning again. Um, the Cor Christi Institute at the University of Mary. Uh, it's an institute for uh, those going into ninth grade through those going into twelfth grade. Uh, the dates are July 12th through 16th and July 19th through the 23rd. And, of course, that is this summer. Um, you can find more information by going uh, to the Bismarck Diocese website uh, and searching around there. Obviously, Court Christie on Google will, will get you what you need. So um, we're going to go to a break, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening uh, for, to Real Presence Live. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Father Carlos Martins. Uh, about uh, relics in the church and the treasures of the church, evangelization through sacred relics. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 